Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, could the Red Raiders be a road favorite as they travel to take on the Oklahoma Sooners in Norman, possibly for the final time? Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Glad to have you along for the ride again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Always appreciate being your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. And Chris, we are back at it with hope still very much alive in West Texas as it relates to the Red Raiders' unlikely pursuit of an NCAA tournament bid. We talked last week about whether or not Maybe a little too soon. Are we dreaming too early? Should we tap the brakes? Hell no, was the resounding answer, not only from Locked On Texas Tech viewers, listeners, but kind of sounded like from ourselves as well. We were ready to dream. Texas Tech rewards that with a road win over the West Virginia Mountaineers, and it was so much fun. Why not do it again as we're back at it from Norman, Oklahoma, man. Great to be back with you and, and looking ahead to another big opportunity uh, for Texas Tech to continue to make some waves. Yeah, so obviously tonight in Norman is is a is a big one, but you know, l- let's let's kind of set the scene there because, you know, I, I think I remember telling you last week if you win one of your next two road games and you can win your your two home games left, I I do think you you are very much in the conversation. Well, you've won one of those two road games, but now let's get greedy here uh, because, you know, look, this is going to be a fringe quad one, quad two game when all is said and done based on kind of the the criteria and how this net ranking kind of fluctuates as the results start to come in every night uh, as the next uh, couple of weeks of the season uh, roll. But, you know, the West Virginia game, that's a quad one win because it of where West Virginia is ranked. And because it was an away game for you, it's a quad one win. So you've now put together this three-game winning streak, and all three are quad one wins. So you are 4-10 in the league. Again, it's maddening that you're 4-10. Nobody's okay with that. But you have, you've given yourself new life, you know, and I yeah. think that you've given yourself a chance. And now it's up to you to kind of – and you don't have – you know, if you were a cat, you're maybe on your eighth or ninth life here. You know, you don't have uh, you you don't have much opportunity still. But because of the league that you play in, every one of these games on paper looks really good, and you just have to to win some of them, okay? And and I think I think this is a tonight is a winnable game, Casey. I mean, it just is uh, Oklahoma. Uh, they're they're reeling right now. Uh, they 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 took Texas to overtime over the weekend, and I thought, okay, because uh, you know we we were flying back from Morgantown, and the Wi-Fi was semi working on the plane, and you you could you could kind of follow the end of that game, and you 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 watch Oklahoma, and they have a chance to win that game, and it goes into overtime, and we we're all sitting there talking, okay, what's the result that you want here? As the from a Red Raider standpoint, what what do you want? I think we all had kind of decided. I think you want Oklahoma just to go ahead and lose that game. Look, you've beaten Texas, so it's going to make your win look better. That Texas has, has, you know, if they get another win, 
And if Oklahoma loses, at some point you just wonder, did they just did they just mail it in? Did they just kind of check out? And I don't expect for there to be two or three thousand people in this building tonight. I was going to say, check yeah. out, not when you're going back to be spurred on by the frenzy at the Lloyd Noble Center, <laughs> yeah. Chris. It, it's it's easily it's easily the the. You know, how, how should I phrase it? I don't know. I want to say lamest. Okay, great word. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy because you haven't you haven't exactly won many times there. Okay, to be fair. Yeah. But and, and you kind of have to manufacture your own energy at times because it's never uh, a hostile environment. There's not a lot of energy in the building. Oklahoma is always pretty good when Lon Kruger was there. Again, he took him to the Final Four. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're still pretty good now. I mean, keep in mind, a lot of people will tell you that, that that's that's the, the the trap that you can't get fallen to. Because if I'm Mark Adams, this is the card that I'm playing uh, and that I think he has played repeatedly going into this game. Look, they're last place in the Big 12 Conference. They, they have, they're struggling right now. There's not a ton left for them to play for. In fact, they're on their ninth life if they're a cat. They, they maybe have to either win out or win the Big 12 Tournament to get in. They've changed their starting lineup. But just about two or three weeks ago, they beat what most people would feel like is the number one team in the country, okay, Alabama, and they housed them, okay? Don't exactly understand what happened on that particular day, but I think Alabama comes in as a one seed, okay? And and I'm telling you, Oklahoma wore them out. And so th- this is the same team that's capable – it's like I know what they're capable of, but I also know what they're capable of. So, you know, because they, they're not playing great right now. Uh, but that that is something you have to be, uh, you know, weary of uh, tonight, Norman. Yeah, I, I've never really gotten why you can't put together a vibe uh, at home for the Sooners. I mean, Blue Blood football program. And this is one of the things that kind of cracks me up in general when we talk about quality fan bases, Chris. Like, oh, the basketball fans in Kansas – they're special people. All oh, the football fans in Norman, they're special people. Well, the football fans in Kansas ain't special people. The basketball fans in Norman must not be special. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their moment and then there are moments they just don't give a shit. So hopefully that's actually going to be this moment coming up because it would behoove the Red Raiders, I would imagine, if nobody cared enough to turn out for this team. I don't know exactly, Chris, how to describe the last meeting, but I was kind of thinking about – the way I felt as a Tech basketball fan at that time. And uh, I guess I would go with, uh, como se dice, I still had hope. Remember? We're like, yo, let's not fall to 0-3. Let's collect the win against the Sooners. It was early on in Big 12 play. I think you were 10-4 and uh, coming into that game. And it was also one of those that reached the heights of frustration. Uh, in some ways, as you have often been, you were a little bit shorthanded, but you still are there in a home environment. It's a tight game, overtime game, and it's one of those that, like some others, I just remember pulling my hair out about at the end of the night. Yeah, th- this was uh, – yeah, I mean, that's a great way to describe it. I think uh, – yeah, like it was, it, it was a frustrating night, and you, you were kind of uh, leery about what was to come after – you go through this. So let's take everybody back to January the 7th at United Supermarkets Arena. But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. You're looking for a delicious treat, but you're not looking for all the fat, all the calories. I got what you need. It's Built Bar. What makes them so good? For starters, covered in 100% real chocolate 
you got it, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, or coconut almond. Not sure how they do it, but they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better, they're good for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Even better now, not only can you get them at BuiltBar.com, but you can get them at your nearest Walmart, your nearest Sam's Club. Get there today and get in on something that tastes great and is great for you. You can thank me later after you've tried your first Built Bar. Let's take everybody back to January the 7th at United Supermarkets Arena. One of your only Saturday home games that you've had in, in, in league play. And it was it was right out of the gate. And I think you 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 had that game played and there's no Bacho. There is no Pop Isaacs. There is no Fardos. I mean, he was, you know, Pop, you know, Pop was out with a concussion. Uh, you know, Fardos was several weeks away from still being able to, I think, uh, play. Uh, well, and I say that he was maybe a week or so away uh, from being able to to help you uh, and and get on the floor. Uh, and and then you had because uh, I think actually now that I say that I think Fardos was actually one week away because I think it, you, this was on the seventh of fourteenth in, in Austin is when he debuted. But point still stands. You, you had no Fardos. You had no Bacho. You had no Pop Isaacs. And then Robert Jennings, if you remember, he goes down at some point late in the first half, early the second, with like a kind of a muscle strain. He could not finish this game. So really, you're, this is just the the old banner, Davion Harmon, uh, Jalen Tyson is really all the only true weapons you feel like you've got. I mean, you had what, seven guys. After Jennings went down, you had seven guys that you played. That's exactly right. And, <laughs> and, and to that point in the season – we hadn't seen Lamar Washington do do a lot yet. We hadn't seen Kerwin Walton like have some of his moments yet. Uh, Demorion Williams really hadn't had some of his moments yet. And you know, I, I just remember, and yet you still beat Oklahoma. You almost still pulled it off. You get outscored, I think, twelve to seven in overtime. Uh, you only make two threes in this game. And it, it, it was just a maddening game because you thought you still almost pulled it off. You didn't get it done. You knew it would come back to bite you. And here's the crazy thing. You know how many, time, you know how many games? Well, I'll make the double point here. Oklahoma and West Virginia, they've won one true road game this season. Each of them. Guess where it was? Don't, Chris. Yeah. Don't do it to me. However, yeah, it was in Lubbock. So, however... <laughs> You, 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 you've negated it, uh, the West Virginia one, because you won at their place, so you split. And you have the chance to do that versus Oklahoma tonight. And if you win there, you don't look back. Yeah, you, you get greedy and go, man, it would have been nice to sweep and all those things. Not not realistic at this point. But if you, if you win in Norman, you negate it, and then all of a sudden you don't feel as bad about you know letting some of those opportunities slip. Again, you were very shorthanded uh, that night. Uh, so much of what you are now – I think you're a completely different team now than you were then. Not just health, but I think you figured out how to play and, and what you can and can't do to a certain extent. Not that it, it's very flawed at it, it points, but still there's a lot to like uh, about your team. Because I just remember coming away from that game going, you have no perimeter game. You have, uh, you know, they, they, yeah, they made nine threes against you. You made two. That was the difference in the game, okay? And I think now we feel like, you know, on any given night, 
Pop can do it. O'Banner can do it. Uh, Jalen Tyson can do it. Harmon is good for one or two potentially a game. Kerber Walton is is highly flammable. So I, I just think you're a much different team uh, now than you were then. You like that? And, I like and he that is, description. Yeah, well, he is. It's like uh, – and now he's having to put the ball on the floor because I think on every scouting report, Kerber Walton, they were like, don't let the guy shoot a three. Do not. You know, because he's, I think, 40% plus or whatever in league play. So I, I guarantee you, as, as they're going over personnel the night before these games, they're telling their guys, shooter, DOC, which stands for dead on the catch, don't let him get a clean look off. And uh, the last couple of weeks it's been working, but you, you've been living to tell about it. We will uh, get to, coming up in just a minute, the potential significance, I guess, of this game as you possibly walk the hallowed halls of the Lloyd Christmas Center. I mean – no, that's right. Lloyd Christmas Center for the final time. We'll get to that in just a moment. But yeah. Chris, before we leave the last go round between these two teams, one thing that certainly stood out to anybody watching uh, was that it seemed like uh, Oklahoma was red and Davion Harmon was the bull. The dude went off. And obviously there's some shared history between those two. Uh, not to suggest that there's you know any acrimony or anything like that, but it seemed like he really wanted to to show out against uh, his old team, and he did, and I would love to see much more of it. The second time around is he'll be back uh, in front of those Oklahoma faithful. I don't know if they remember him uh, in Norman, but, man, he seemed highly motivated last time around the Sooners were on the schedule. I think he scored 21 of your final 23 points in that game, unless I'm remembering incorrectly, but I think I have – I remember that, that he really – tried to take over and kind of will you to victory because I think Jalen Tyson was like one of eight. They only had scored four points. I mean, but yeah, Davion Harmon just went nuts at the very end and kind of single-handedly got you to overtime and tried to keep you in it. What wasn't good enough to do it. And it and then and what's funny is and in recent games, he has been that dude to where he has willed you to win and, and those things. But yeah, Davion left uh, Oklahoma a couple years ago. Uh there's really not anybody still there coaching uh player wise that, that you know i mean the announcers uh, you know toby Rowland, who calls her games asked me about him before the last game he was like how's dh doing i said he's doing great uh i said he's a he, he's one of the older guys and, and talks a lot this is a quiet team we need we need somebody like that uh but there's not anybody really in the program uh any connection there but yeah you know he'll the fans will remember him, certainly, and I don't think he left uh, frustrated or angry. He just was looking for yeah. a different opportunity uh, and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, you know he'll he'll get a lot of memories walking back into that building tonight uh, playing that game uh, for for what I think could be Texas Tech's last trip to Norman. So, you know, at least basketball-wise. Yeah. Uh, let's go. We'll get to that in just a second before we leave the personnel the recipe that we've seen, Chris, I alluded to it wrapping up last week. As far as like projecting what you expect this team to do from game to game, personally, I feel really different uh, than I did a little while back because it's almost an entirely different team. I don't say entirely, but uh, a different recipe. You got some guys just back in uniform available to play basketball on game days. That's nice. Uh, but you've also got guys, as you mentioned, it's not just the health factor, but uh, guys who seem to be progressing individually, we've touched on here or there, and it hasn't been as consistent as you want, but you know, guys like Jennings or Lamar Washington or even Elijah Fisher here or there that seem to be uh, maybe coming along as the season gets later into it. But with Fardaz Amac in the mix, Pop Isaacs back on the floor, 
clearly you've got some different options, different opportunities than you had previously. I'm just wondering from your perspective, we've only seen this now once, obviously, in Morgantown with Pop back on the floor as well. But what did you kind of see there that might have been different in the way that they were used? Or that could also, I guess, connect a lineup question. We saw Pop come off of the bench. What do you make of moving forward uh, the recipe, so to speak, that we might see now that it seems like, at least with Big Maple, uh, you can count on him being a central part? Well, and I, and I think your point is very valid with the timing of, of which you asked that because I, I think the way Oklahoma plays, Fardaz is key and a key figure with the way he plays. And, and, and let me let me explain. But first, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And if you're a business owner or a hiring manager for one, you know building your team is essential to your business's success. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is rated number one by small business owners whenever it comes to connecting your business with those job candidates that meet your criteria. They'll help you quickly attract the most qualified candidates with open targeting tools that go well beyond just resume data. They'll use insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your job post in front of only the most qualified people. So identify those qualified candidates with LinkedIn jobs faster than with anyone else. It's why, again, small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is going to help you find those candidates you want to talk to faster today by posting your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn Jobs. Terms and conditions apply. I, I think the way Oklahoma plays, Fardaz is key and a key figure with the way he plays. And, and, and let me let me explain. So Oklahoma, they really want to play a grinded out half court kind of ugly type game that they will let you out rebound them because they're so worried about getting back on defense. They want to make you play in the half court. They want to slow the game down. This is a team that on purpose and to a certain extent, they only average 66 a game in, in league play. You're, you're averaging well into the 70s. So they're going to want to play a slower uh, more, more, you know, kind of a rock fight, if you will. That's where Fardaz, I think, can really excel because I think that's where he's not a gazelle running up and down the floor that you're going to throw it to to finish uh, <laughs> on, on a fast break. And that's Davion Harmon's game. But I think that, you know, th this is where Fardaz excels. And I think that changes the dynamic quite a bit tonight uh, with, with how, again, if he can stay out of foul trouble, Oklahoma doesn't have just a ton of skilled and experienced size. Uh, so if you can get, some semblance of of Fardaz and and you know approaching a double double boy I like your chances uh, I really do because I think his work on the glass uh, I just think if, if he if he could score for you a little bit it just really opens everything up because again they're gonna try to make you execute in the half court and I think far too often we see Davion Harmon having to just bail you out and do some different things I think Pop Isaac's playing in this game just because of his ability to just pull the trigger at any point. And, and when there's not anything there, uh, Oklahoma's got to recognize it. And all these little things open up things for, for others, okay? So uh, because you've yeah. got the skill sets of all these guys, they can't guard everything. It's just up to you 
to, to not force it and to read what is there and, and make the right play because you've got some some players now that I think that can take advantage, uh, even as good as Oklahoma is and, and with their half-court defense, that you can you can punish them a little bit. You just can't let them, you know, shoot it like crazy. Grant Sherfield and, and Jalen Hill, and uh, they've got a really good freshman in uh, and, and, and Uzon that I think does a good job. You just don't want them to catch fire on on uh, you know this night uh, because I think this is a winnable game for you, and I'm not going to be surprised at all if if you're favorite in this game, even even if it's just a slight really? favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm curious. Do you think that the Isaac's off the bench deal in Morgantown was that injury working back in in a different way related? Was that just purely strategy related? How, how did you see that working out and? Do you have any guesses about maybe lineup uh, perspectives? I think they went into this uh, with Pop returning saying, we're not sure, you know, again, I hadn't played in, in several weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, we think he's we think he's close to 100% or we're not going to send him out there. He's bouncing around and everything like that. But until you get in the flow of the game, you're not real sure, you know, how bouncy is he? How, how is his wind there? Is he in shape? Is, is Can he make shots? Or is it just that – is the timing and all those things are, are they off? Uh, but I think they went into it thinking, okay, let's let's bring him off the bench because we want to ease him into this, and then let's see how he plays, and that'll dictate how many minutes we think he can handle. And I think once he comes in, he bangs in the first three, and I think he looks no worse for the wear. He looks just like he did before he left. Yeah, and, and was that first three the hesitation little cross and? Because that well, was it, it was impressive. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not only no rust, that was like <laughs> yeah. mid-season form. That was slick. And, and you knew that mentally that was big for him. Just to see the ball yeah. go through the basket. I thought, you know, because so many times guys are and it sucks. This is just the way basketball works. Uh is that when that first shot goes in, it's like, okay, it's gonna be a good day. When the first <laughs> shot doesn't go in, you start to press a little bit until until you get a next shot. And then yeah. You know, then if the second one misses, you're like, damn it, uh, I'm terrible at this game. I suck. My, my confidence <laughs> is gone. But he, he he was hot early, and I think it, it carried him. But, yeah. yeah, he played nearly the 30 minutes. I don't know what they'll do, uh, honestly. I If it was me and everybody was okay with it, I think you have to work through the ego and the chemistry and right. all these things. If you can sell it, Hey, we're better with you coming off the bench. Hey, look, you're going to finish the game. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Is he one of your five best guys? A thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, but are you better with him coming off the bench and him finishing the game? I, I kind of tend to think that you are. Uh, but that's for Coach Adams to kind of work his way through some of those details. And you got to massage egos. You got to talk guys right. in and out of things and kind of – uh, get a good feel for for the chemistry and all that, but I, I think that's a good button that I would push certainly. Really interesting to see. Wonder what it'll look like uh, this time around with Oklahoma. Um, Chris, to to wrap it up before we're out of here, odds that this is the final basketball journey for the Red Raiders to Norman, Oklahoma. What do you think? So I yeah, I, as I was you know preparing for this trip, it kind of just dawned on me that that this couldn't because look, I, you know the Red Raiders are not going back to Norman in football, so I've made my last trip there. Uh, I don't know uh, baseball is still going to go there this spring. From, from a basketball standpoint, this could in fact be your last trip to Norman. Let me explain. You are only I think guaranteed one 
rival or kind of one high, protected matchup, I think, next year is kind of what the, the schools have been led to believe. And you're going to play 18 conference games next year, uh, so that will stay the same. But I, and I think you're gonna they're gonna try to let everybody play everybody at least once. However, some of those games are gonna be you have to go to Orlando, but the, the you know Central Florida doesn't come here or yeah. whatever. There's gonna be some one offs, and it, that's gonna be at some level kind of frustrating because that's the beauty of what you've had with the round robin is you don't have to think about it. Everybody gets a return trip. You, you don't. I mean, that's just the way this this stuff has worked. And I, I, the only rival that you've been promised is that you're going to be partnered with Texas. So you're going to get a home and home with them. Everything else is off limits. So Oklahoma could come to Lubbock or you could, in fact, have to go to Norman next year without them coming to Lubbock. You're, or, you know, we're not sure how that's going to work. So uh, I don't know what they'll, they'll spit out when they release the schedule, but that's the reality of it. And that's, in fact, the way it could go with every school. Uh, in the Big 12 other than Texas. You, you're going to miss some of these teams coming to Lubbock, and then you're going to have to make return trips and then vice versa. But uh, I do believe that the Horns will come back to Lubbock at least one more time. But, yeah, you may not be going to Norman again uh, any, anymore, and I'm, I won't miss it. Uh, you know, I, I think it's always been a, a tougher place for, for Texas Tech to play, not that it's a rowdy environment or anything like that. It's just another road venue that you have a hard time winning in. So – well, you got a clock keeper that can't count. Ask Bob Knight. I mean, that's hard to deal with. Golly, man, that that's going. And you know what's crazy <laughs> about that is, I never would have thought when Kelvin Sampson left Oklahoma. You know, when they he kind of had it rolling there. That was Hollis Price, Quantus yeah. White. I mean, they, they they had some teams back then, uh, back whenever Coach Knight was there, and Oklahoma was was relevant, and they were a pain to deal with. I never would have thought that he would have left. Uh, gone to coach Indiana and all that. And he would, at this point, be at a different school, even being the number one, uh, kind of close to a number one seed or, or number one team in the country with the University of Houston. It's just wild, his uh, his renaissance, if you will. It's uh, it's really a feel-good story. And I'm sure all the, <laughs> the laws, the NCAA laws he broke, he uh, learned his lesson during his show cause uh, time. He knows not the text in that way or at that time anymore. Now, you know, have- that's what's crazy. Is he, he got popped for making like illegal phone calls and text or what? Because I don't even think texts were even around back then. He, he he made too many phone calls with all the rules going on now. It's laughable that that he was even popped for that because Bill Self is is still he he got suspended for a few non conference games and he's he's just rolling and the FBI's got him on tape. I mean, come on, man. The FBI and we still have the chance to include a mention of the FBI when talking college basketball. Right. What a wild world. But yeah, no reason now not to suspect that everything's on the up and up at Houston with Kelvin Sampson. I'm sure they're minding their P's and Q's. Uh best wishes and best wishes to you, Chris, as you uh, experience Texas Tech basketball on the road once again. It has been a little shop of horrors, but most recently, you get over the hump and you do it in a tough place against what I think is a better basketball team. So we'll see what you do with an opportunity coming up from Norman, man. Enjoy the game, and uh, I enjoyed the time. Thanks for it, as always. Yeah, man, it, it enjoyed it. This this is not a night tonight where you're, you know, you, you have the more talented team. You just have to you have to go get one and to keep keep giving yourself a chance. And if you do, 
you're going to set yourself up for a very meaningful home game on Saturday, which I believe is sold out already versus TCU. Uh, so I'm, I'm here for it. We'll keep the hope alive. We'll see what happens in Norman tonight. But either way, this coming Saturday will be a monster game for these Red Raiders. You bet. I uh, can't wait to have them back here in West Texas and can't wait to be back with you on the other side for another edition of Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks for making us your first listen once again. Hope you'll make Locked On College Basketball your second listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts that's Locked On College Basketball. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.